you know that Bobby and I live in New York City. If there's anything we like talking about other than like, you know, what are the hot restaurants? It's apartments. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. I could talk about apartments for hours. <laughs> Where? What's in it? What do you want? How much? Landlords. Blah, what are your blah, mandatories? Blah. Laundry and building? Oh my God, you have a washer and dryer in the unit? Never heard of such a thing. Oh my goodness. I don't need it. But you know what I do need? Dishwasher. You and I do need... Oh, I take a dishwasher. I take a dish. Uh, actually, yeah, I take a dishwasher over a washer and dryer in a heartbeat. In a in washer a, dryer in a New any York day. minute, baby. Any day. Do you need a balcony? No, I find balconies overrated. I think they're a scam. I think balconies are a scam to make people feel like they have extra value. Maybe you're like, no carpets. Maybe you're like, I need hard floors. Maybe you're like, I have a pet. I need somewhere to put my pet. These are all the things that you need to know when you're looking for an apartment. And using apartments.com means you can filter in and filter out whatever you want Mm -hmm. and you don't want when you're searching for apartments. And that is crucial. Features like favorites has the listings that stood out to you so you can revisit them and won't lose what could be an amazing future home. Visit apartments.com. The place... To find a place. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a call, because this is Who's There, a weekly call and show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who Them. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I have an ad to come see. Before I decided to walk to Times Square to physically pick up tickets. I'm still in Times Square, Jerry. Um, but as I was in line, there was a Tyler Henry, the medium show happening. And in front of me to pick up tickets was Isabella Rossellini. So I think that's the best ad ever to come to the Palladium Theater. Okay, tonight was weird, but a good sign for your show, I think. French French, bye. She went to Times Square to buy tickets? Live? This caller went to the Palladium in Times Square in person to buy tickets. Okay, Gilded Age ass, did she take like a little like horse and buggy? No, but I just think that's so romantic. That's like literally the most romantic thing I could ever think is like, I'm going to like gather my druthers and like put my little like hobo stick across my shoulder and like go to Times Square to like get my tickets to the to the show. Carrie Coon would say something like to her assistant or to the one of the girlies or one of the employees and be like, yes, Bertha, Bertha. Yes, madam. I'll go pick up tickets in the square this afternoon. And then the camera zooms out on Carrie and she goes, no, Bertha. I'm actually thinking of going myself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and then it's like a shot of her feet, walks to Times yes. Square. Okay. 100%, the caller yes. said they were in Times Square picking up tickets for our show at the Palladium box office. Hysterical. Ugh, While they gorgeous. were in line at the box office, they saw Isabella Rossellini pick up Getting her tickets, tickets for Tyler Henry. For Tyler Henry. Which was last medium night. Show. And tonight. I didn't know that Tyler Henry was doing a show at the Palladium. I like actually maybe would have gone. <laughs> Two shows. You know what it says? An evening of hope and healing. I could use it. Plus okay, live audience not. readings and interactive Q&A. Oh, that. 
(laughs) 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 Can you imagine Tyler Henry like on stage being like, there's a ghost in this room whose name is like, starts with a J and the entire audience goes, Imagine being a ghost in Times Square being like, I thought I was done with this. (laughs) I thought Uh, I didn't have to do this anymore. We really do. We joked about this, but we really do have to do a tribute to Palladium Show's past. Like there is something kind of magical about like the forefathers that came before us and not before us, like years before us, like maybe weeks before us, (laughs) you know, like, like maybe like. Maybe not so far before. Want to see what's coming up? Listen to the gorgeous Tyler Henry. Yes, Tyler Henry. Yes, Tusie. I'm. I gotta go. Squirrel nut zippers. Yep, amazing. Four amigos. Tokyo ska. Kenny Garcia. Give me something good. Private event. Private event. Private event. Private event. Private event. American Girl live in concert. Amazing. Yes, we could do that. Date. The I don't know what that is. Date those comedians like um what's his name and what's his name and what's her name and what's his name and okay. Michael Ian Black. I love that. Okay, great. I really don't know what any of this is, which is honestly iconic. That's exactly what you want from the venue where we're playing. Right. And it's also true because people are like, oh, like, what is playing the Palladium? A podcast? And it's like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Don't be rude to me. Check the other people playing this venue. Like, before you come for me, like, have you heard of the state? And it's like, yeah, I have because well, I, I think like have. that stuff yeah. in college. Yeah. Also, speaking of events, come see me speak with friend of the pod, Ruman Alam, at the Tribeca Barnes & Noble on September 7th in two weeks. Iconic. I'll be there. Um, Lindsay will be there. I mean, don't come for me because no. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. No, come for but, Lindsay. Lindsay will I'll do a meet and greet there. after. <laughs> and I'm actually going to be there for, for Ruman. I'm yeah, pretty hurt Ruman, to talk about the book. No, come for Ruman. Like, let's be honest. We know Ruman's the draw. And I think that's a slight. No, Ruman's a genius. And if you haven't read his book before, you know we're going to go in on that Netflix movie adaptation. So you mm-hmm. might as well get a head start and read it because it is fantastic. And I have to say, if the movie doesn't live up to the book, like... I'm going after it. I'm, co- I'm, oh, I'm coming great. for the movie is what I'm saying. Read Leave the World Behind by Ramon. Read Rich and Pretty by Ramon. And That Kind of Mother by Ramon. And also buy tickets to the next leg of our tour, which is going to start at the end of September. We have a little bit of a break, but I'm not going to stop mentioning that we do have a more tour dates, including like Chicago, Minneapolis, uh, Vancouver, L.A. In Toronto. It'll be amazing. Oh, Toronto. Oh, my God. Toronto. We have more breaking news, which is that. Lindsay and I are both sort of losing our minds because... So much happened yesterday. A, Samantha Jones talked on the phone. We got a Gilded Age season two trailer. And this morning, right before we recorded, we had to hold off morning show trailer. Morning show trailer. Who's there? Naya? I'm like, there's Naya. She's in the morning show trailer. Max is literally trying to kill me. They renewed 100 Foot Wave for season three yesterday. They gave us Samantha Jones on the phone. They said, Gilded Age trailer. I'm just saying, like, Max gave us all of this. And then Apple Plus said, morning show, teaser. We saw you that you saw the Gilded Age, Lindsay. You need your other, like, bad TV show back in your life. And I said, (laughs) okay, fine. If I have Gilded Age, 100-foot wave, morning show, and in just like that season, whatever, I'm good to go. I'm done. What what else do I need? What else do I need? Fold me up. I mean, I'd love another bisexual season of Are You the One? But I'm not pushing it. I'm not (laughs) pushing it. Wait, you know what else we get? On September 8th, gonna buy some coffee, gonna go into work, and then I'm going with my bitches, and I'm going Wait, to Wait, what are you talking about? Selling Sunset. About? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, isn't it Selling Ocean's OC? No, it's Selling Sunset. The new season is September 8th. Oh, and then Selling OC also, which the is The follow-up. Yeah. Is, like, coming back to you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to be fair, like, 
TV is going to suck so bad. So you really have to grab onto the gems while right. you have them. I mean, even F Boy Island is coming back in October and I'm desperate. We're all desperate. And I think it's OK if we celebrate and publicize the desperation, because I do think that helps the cause, you know, it helps the it's cause. It's getting pathetic out there. It's getting so it's getting so it's pathetic. pathetic that the best we can do is get excited for the morning show season three. Mm-hmm. Argu- maybe inarguably, it's pathetic. inarguably the worst show on television. We oh. cannot wait for it to come back. And kind of actually a beautiful, disgusting, emblematic representation of the glut of TV and of the end of the peak TV era and the kind of just grasping on for dear life for this way that TV was made for the past five years that it will no longer be made like this. Just like overabundance, ugly, glitz and glamour and just foul nothingness of kind of peak TV. Let's give Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston like $100 million each. Right. To put them in front of a green screen, light them, <laughs> right. light them as, light them for dear life, and just say this is good. And then tell the writers, oh, oh, <laughs> did you want more? Oh, did you want more? We were excited for this stuff before because it's the dumbest, stupidest TV out there. But at least there was other TV to, yeah. to say like, oh. I also love smart TV, smart TV, that, this, that, that, that. Now this is all we have. So we have to pretend like this is good when we know it's bad and we know it's bits. We know the morning show sucks, right? It's just, it's just, it's torture. It's literal torture. We spent the budget on this weird machine that makes everyone look like that. (laughs) You know, like. I mean, true. I mean, true. I mean, truly. Did you, I mean, you saw them. You saw, uh. Miranda and Steve and Coney Island. What was that? I've been to Coney Island and that's not what Coney Island looks like. And you know they went there and somehow it looks like Sims 4. And I don't understand why it looks like Sims 4. The best, the the funniest thing about Clover's Zendaya profile is like, it's like, and then I pulled out my computer and Zendaya made some Sims on my computer. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I love that. that was I so random. That. Anyway. um, Well, you know what that was giving? It's giving we could normally in profile land. Actually, and I, I really love and salute Clover for this because normally we'd go to the mall. We're going to go try on shirts. Mm-hmm. We're going to go do a, a testing of perfumes. We're going to go. We're going to go out. Zendaya, I mean, it's like giving Taylor Swift can't go out. So what we'll do is play Sims. Like, I really, I truly think that that is the kind yes. of predicament that you're in with someone like that, you know? What does she say? Like, the I thought, whatever, I'll be in Venice. No one will know who I am. I can walk my dog. I can't walk uh, my dog. Uh, I can't uh, walk uh, my yeah. dog. <laughs> I hope they wouldn't yeah. photograph me picking up the poopy. And they didn't. They didn't. Well, they photographed they her holding the bag. The poopy. She goes, yeah. they got me holding the bag, but not grabbing the poop. God. A picture like of yourself holding dog shit is truly like the wor- like that's. That's why I don't have a you dog. You can't be a sleigh holding dog shit. That's no. not why you don't have a dog. That's why I don't have a dog. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, Carrie has a cat, which would never happen. You know what? For more thoughts on than just like that uh, season finale, our Patreon's gonna come out this weekend, and we'll get into it there. And we'll like now that we know there's a new season along the line, I think things are going to shift our perspectives on like what's going to happen because if this was an end end i would feel very differently than i do currently spoiler alert che dies i didn't mean to tell you they die at the end of the episode che died che doesn't die but they villainize the hell out of them they said if che's leaving we're gonna make you hate them before they go (laughs) okay can we actually play calls and do our show instead of someone else's show please i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry hi bobby Lindsay, timmy i just had to pause the pod 
Jesse Williams is in the new season of Only Murders in the Building. And so this interview is just another one of those ways to do press without doing press for the show. Um, sorry, I just woke up and pressed play on Who Weekly because that's how badly I need to listen to all of your stuff. So you might come to this realization on your own in the next four minutes of the show as I listen. Okay, bye. I was just complaining that there's no good TV. When a show I actually really like just started mm-hmm. and I haven't started mm-hmm. yet, Only Murders, Jesse mm-hmm. Williams is in it. That makes sense. Okay. More, more proof. This is what the actors are doing when they can't do press. They talk about their charities. They talk about their spawn. They talk to Us Weekly about anything that is in front of them. Anything that is on their desk. Mm -hmm. Also, apparently, Meryl Streep says Ben is back in the first episode. I'm not there yet, but I believe it. Bye. But I will need a clip of her doing that for this episode, so you can put it in, please. Well, word is out. Ben is back. So we're back. We're all back on Broadway. (laughs) Ben may be back, but it doesn't change the fact that he is a fucking asshole. So, Chicken Fry, between Normie Nick and Smoking Hot Zach, did have another Normie boyfriend named Joey. I can't believe I know this. I need a hobby. Lindsay Podcaster. Brianna Chicken Fry loves a Normie with an underscore in their Instagram handle. No, wait, I'm sorry. Did you just invent a new category? Say it again. A normie with an underscore. A normie with an underscore. Uh-huh. Damn. That's like if your like, name is Greg and your Instagram handle is like GF underscore underscore underscore. Or like Greg underscore Smith underscore. Yeah. Or just underscore Greg. Yeah, but that's we're even past that. I do think that you have to be like Stephen underscore Smith underscore or like something like that or you're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Or S-T underscore even. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of chic. That's a little chic. Normie with an underscore. Let's stop giving examples. He's a normie with an underscore. He's a normie with an underscore. And we forgot, we missed one of the boyfriends in the middle, therefore, like, our thesis about having them having broken up was not true, and the original, which was they were together, was true. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I forgot about it already. I don't care. Who is she again? I don't care. (laughs) Go back and listen to the other episode. I'm not not thinking about Brianna Chicken Fry ever until they break up. And then I'll be like, oh, Zach, hope you're okay, Zach. I'll go, oh, you need company? <laughs> you don't have an underscore. Oh, you know I don't. I'm OG. You think I have an underscore. <laughs> Maybe it's cool to have an underscore because it means you haven't been on the internet for 45 years. Oh, my God. That actually makes me want to. <laughs> it makes me want a KMF. You know what that means. Catherine McPhee Foster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It so it works. Okay. okay. Uh, let's move on. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I had to pause the pod because I was listening to the segment you were doing about the body scan thing. Prunovo? Is that what it's called? Something like that. And you, I think you had a very compelling theory that they're going to keep giving this scan out forever until someone finds something really wrong. But didn't that happen with Maria Menudos? I swear she did some spawn for some full body scan and like full body scan thing and they found out she had pancreatic cancer and then but they caught it early enough that she was like cured from it and it was while she was having her baby via surrogate and I swear I don't know if it was this this exact technology but I think it was like one of these you know early body scan things that she was doing bond for anyway just wanted to 
flag that for you in case you want to confirm if I'm right or wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right. All right. Uh, French French bye. She used Pranuvo, but it wasn't Spawn. But how do you know it wasn't Spawn? Okay, here's the thing. You're saying she knew she used Pranuvo and it wasn't Spawn, but then it obviously turned into Spawn because that. then it got press. My thing is, did you see Kim Kardashian did a Pranuvo and she said not Spawn, but then somebody did some really interesting research where they were like, hmm, interesting. Kim has a venture capital firm. Hmm, do they have money in Pranuvo? Is Pranuvo a client? And is that a way that you get around saying whether it's Spawn or not when your client in your investment firm is the company that you're just happening to use the services for free? Yes. Paris Hilton commented on it. Love Pranuvo. Paris Hilton is an openly paid ambassador for Pranuvo, though. So this is interesting because, yes, you are correct. We I totally forgot that Maria Menounos, who is fine, is fine, yeah. had a Pranuvo scan and her story is on the Pranuvo website, meaning whether or not she paid for it, it is currently sponsored. Being content, used. And they should actually yeah. pay her. Well, they paid her in finding her pancreatic cancer. If I was famous and I used Pranuvo and they found something, I'd say, I already paid it. I'm, you, I paid for this. I need a refund. I'm going to need a refund because you're going to use my story until in, the end of time, which is actually, yeah, you know what I mean, what we were kind of inferring. The way that she tells the story to people in an exclusive from earlier this year is that she was pregnant because all this, she says, happened. She told this after the fact. Mm. She was pregnant. She felt sick in her abdomen. She was having like GI issues. They mm-hmm. get a CT scan, don't find anything. Then she gets Pranuvo, and it's in the Pranuvo that they find the pancreatic cancer, and so they get rid of it, and she's apparently cancer-free. Why are you making me want Pranuvo? Like, you already – now it's like this working on me that I, like, need Pranuvo. Yeah. Because this is called – it's referred to as a secret battle with cancer, and it seems like the Pranuvo was sort of like the secondary part. It wasn't that she just was getting a random Pranuvo scan. She felt sick. And then got the scan. It's not the thing that you were sort of theorizing would happen eventually. My my assumption was dark. But what the caller is saying, and they're right, they did already get that type of response, which is a mm-hmm. famous person found something very serious yeah. on Pernuvo. Yes. And now they get to say Maria Menounos was like saved by Pernuvo, which like mm-hmm. she was like mm-hmm. she was. Sure. Yep. Yep. She was. And this is not Spawn. But if we did get the scan, honeys, then I'm happy to leave it in, you know, and say, give me a scan. Whoweekly.com slash Pranuvo to get, what, $5,000 off your scan that costs $10,000? I think it's a $2,000 scan. <laughs> but I think you get like $300 off because it's like, you know, you're, yeah. it's high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a photo with my little booties on and my little scrubs. I'll get in that. Oh, I thought you were like of your booty. Like you're like going into the Pranuvo nude. (laughs) People who get in the Pranuvo, they have like little scrubs on and you're like, okay. Well, I will say they always, whenever you're at the Pranuvo, because it's like a medical office, they're always wearing like sweats or whatever. I'll Mm -hmm. look sexy going to the Pranuvo. Like I'll wear a fit. That's my offer. Like I'll like wear a bikini or something like i'll do what these celebrities are not willing to do i'm trying to spice up like our pranuvo spawn by like giving it an element i haven't seen any podcasters in the pranuvo you know what yeah. i mean like i don't see alex cooper in the pranuvo so i'm just saying like i'm trying to spice up the ad yeah yeah sexy podcast pranuvo spawn thank you hi bobby Lindsay. um i listened to the patreon this weekend and I just listened to Tuesday's episode, and I believe I was promised a discussion about Colleen Rooney's Vogue spread. 
Please discuss. Please. Also, she looks so great on the cover. Right? Okay. Uh, showing hole. Showing hole. What did we think about Colleen Rooney's Vogue cover? First of all, British Vogue. I'm saying that because it's actually, to me, more impressive than Vogue. That, to yeah. me, that's more. Because I feel like American anyway. Vogue is in its flop era. It'll get out of it, but it's in a flop era. And it was Edward Edenfall's last, last issue, too. Last issue. So that's like going out with a huge bang. Edward Edenfall is definitely the EIC you want to please at this point, like beyond totally. Anna Wintour. That, in my perception, right? Like he's much more relevant and cooler. Like he's the one in every photo with Diane von Furstenberg, you know? Yeah, like, no, oh, totally. My dear friend. He's at dinner with Rita. Edward. You know, yeah. she's always like, Edward, when, when Edward. she's in town, she's got to have dinner with Edward. Edward and his husband. This is Edward's last issue. And actually, Pop Bitch, one of my fave sources had like an interesting should i read it yeah oh yeah it's good it's good wouldn't have known this context this is from pop bitch edward ennifel's final issue of vogue is out today the september issue is always the most important of the year and edward is leaving the editorship just as he entered it relentlessly milking it for every nepo opportunity he can <laughs> this month's cover star is colleen rooney and who has been trusted to take the photos for this vital issue alex maxwell aka edward ennifel's husband <laughs> That's just a fun, that's a very pop bitch connection to make. Like, I would never know that. But that's like no. fun. Nepo opportunities, right? Like, let's make sure we have some work going forward. Meeting my husband and photography. Right. And the photos were good. The photos are good. The cover is great. It is weird because the cover was really giving, this is so stupid, but the same vibe as the Taylor Swift new 1989 cover. Both are like blue with birds flying like seagulls flying by both are very coney mm -hmm. island like mm -hmm. on the boardwalk chic weirdly is this like saying something is this like are we moving towards this type of aesthetic i don't know that's a good question i don't know what it's saying actually <laughs> i don't know what it's saying it's not saying anything but the subhead which cracked obviously cracked you up because you put it here was wife mother detective superstar detective okay i'm seeing popich said that this is his last issue. Women's Wear Daily and The Guardian and everything else. And Edward himself said in July said it's that it's going to be the March issue. So Popovich okay, may be mistaken. Okay. Interesting. And that would explain, like, it's kind of strange that I have only seen that from Popovich. But according to Edward, the final issue is in March It is still the September issue, which it's is a big still issue. a big deal. Maybe they mean his final September issue. I bet that's what they mean. His final September issue. And it is interesting because to put a, um, it's brave, I'll say, and mm -hmm. actually forward thinking. I don't think that Anna Wintour would put a reality star, like a wag or like a reality star or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like who is our wag? Who is our Colleen Rooney adjacent? I mean, I really don't oh. know if I can, I can think of one, I guess. It's not even Victoria Beckham. She was a wag, but she also does have a history like writing about fashion, being vaguely involved in fashion. So like, it needs to be a reality star who has a background being some Barely, kind of fashion though. commentator. She's mostly a wag because they met when they were like 12, her and her husband. Yeah. And she's been, but but I do think her story is amazing. And obviously she's like, do she's she's coming out with like a documentary series and like mm -hmm. she whatever. There's a lot of stuff going on. I just I do think it's interesting and it does help that she's already kind of glamorous and they glammed her up and yeah. she's a cute girly to put her on this because I'm not sure if someone had the story and they weren't a glamorous girly, they would put them on the cover of British Vogue fashion month issue or whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it does help that it's all that i think it's like 
they got the exclusive on her first interview since whenever. Rebecca Vardy, meanwhile, will talk to a piece of wood. Right. You know, in a tree in the forest. If the wood has a mic on it, she's talking to it. Yes. And then I also, what I also thought was interesting in terms of, she kind of retells the story. It's like not as interesting. And then she says things like, it's been such a horrible experience. Like there's not a lot of exclusive stuff. But what I thought was not in the article, but kind of circling around the article that made this story a little bit update to the, a little update to the story interesting was that Rebecca Vardy put out a copyright claim on Wagatha Christie. Okay. Uh, a, uh, what do you call it? A, um, she said she trademarked it like a cease and desist. Like what? Yeah. She trademarked, thank you, Wagatha Christie uh-huh. in an effort not to really do anything with it. This is what I find interesting, but to stop Colleen from being able to do it. So, oh. like, she did it as a defensive ploy because obviously, Wagatha Christie applies to Colleen, not to Rebecca mm-hmm, Vardy. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Vardy is not the Wagatha Christie. She's the the suspect. Colleen, who is about to put out an Apple Plus documentary series. Mm-hmm. And she's releasing a memoir. <laughs> and a memoir is the one that has to now change the name. <laughs> so the son called it Wagwar 2. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Okay. So it will now be called Colleen Rooney, colon, The Real Wagatha Story, which refers to Wagatha Christie, but doesn't say Wagatha Christie yeah. because lawyers are like, we're not even dealing with that because mm-hmm. if she sues you again, we've already had her sue you once before and it's annoying and expensive. So like, so I've never seen this before, but it's really interesting is to trademark a phrase that has nothing really to do with you, but to do it to keep the other person from using it and to like stifle their success with the story. Isn't that what a lot of people do? They just like trademark stuff so other people can't use like big companies do that shit. I mean, like, that's very patent patent trolled or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just in this case, it's just because when I first saw that she was doing trademark, I was like, why does why would Rebecca Vardy want Wagatha Christie? Like, what is right. she going to do with it? That's and not it's you. Like, no, she's because this is what she did to her when she sued her for libel. She dragged mm-hmm. her to court and just wasted her money. And then she lost. Right. And then she had to pay Colleen Rooney's legal fees. And she's in the comments of the Vogue interview Instagram talking with the haters saying, like, <laughs> like boring now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, to her credit, the villain's credit, mm. the profile is a little boring. <laughs> boring? <laughs> You're saying you agree with her that it's boring? If only because there really wasn't anything new. I Like, when I was reading it, I wasn't like... There wasn't like a new perspective. There wasn't a new twist. There wasn't some new reveal. If anything, it was almost like she was sick of talking about it. You know, like she's like, I'm moving forward. I'm writing this memoir. I'm doing X, Y, Z in the future. So I'm sort of like, I get why it's appealing and the photos are great. And I think that it's really cool that you're on the cover, but you're not reading that thing to like get anything juicy. We've heard it. The The juice has been squeezed. The rinds are in the compost bin. You know, like we're done here. So you're saying like, if anything, she's making a point. She's not even sounding bitter. She's kind of like saying it's a little boring at this point. Yeah. We, like she needs a new thing, you know? And I think it's cool that Colleen got the cover, but to me, it's sort of like she's tying the most glamorous possible bow she could tie on this story. And she's saying, I'm done. I do think that a documentary of this is ne- is needed, though. I don't think that's a good overkill. One. And I, Not a Netflix a, a one. Good, mm-hmm. A good documentary on this story to really retell it, not through the tabloids, just through like more of a objective lens to see the craziness of it and how 
it relates to libel laws in the mm-hmm. UK and kind of uh, wag history, the yeah. history of wags in the UK and that, and like what kind of celebrities they are at this point. I think that is like majorly called for and I'm, I'm watching. And I think I think what you're saying now is also the reason it was so hard for us to think of like a parallel for American Vogue. Like who's the closest equivalent we have to Colleen Rooney being on the cover of British Vogue? And it's like there are categories of celebrity and the way that they consume different types of celebrities is so different. So there really isn't like when it comes to people who aren't just like straight up movie and music stars, their relationship with TV stars is so fucking different. So I don't know that there is a parallel. Like, that's why I can't think of anyone. Wags and TV presenters, like, they just, we're, we're not as obsessed as they are. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I'm sort of like, I don't know, but I don't think that that matters that I don't know, you know? No, I agree. But that, that's why I'm not, like, mad about this document. That's why I feel like the time is running out, but it's not mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know? I agree. Before we move on, an Australian person who's read a book by Justine Picardi, who used to work at British Vogue, sent us these scans from the book. Mm. It's a chapter in which she talks about meeting Colleen Rooney. Oh, tell me. Read it to me. It's from the book My Mother's Wedding Dress by this woman, Justine Picardi. And in the chapter that she sent us, it's basically like showing Colleen's obsession with fashion and the fact that Colleen is from like kind of not a chic background so she was always seen as sort of a they call like a chav like a a peasant in this and so it's like Colleen has always sort of had a chip on her shoulder when it came to being accepted by the fashion industry even though she's always had a very genuine love for fashion and so this listener whose name is Anusha was like something that the Vogue piece didn't go into is that Colleen has this very long history being obsessed with fashion and so It's important Uh to know that she did because that makes the very fact of her cover feel more triumphant. Like, it's not about revealing more. It's about saying, I'm finally being taken seriously as a fashion person. But it also doesn't help that she's, like, beautiful. Like, I also just think it's, like, very, you know, it's like anyone can marry a footballer that they meet when they're 13 years old. But it Mm -hmm. just turned out that she is this, like, beautiful, like, model woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, she's gorgeous, right? Like... That's the other thing that I think is just very convenient and also really helps fuel the fire of the story keeping going because she is glamorous. I'm going to read the final paragraph of this chapter and then take us into the... um, Take us into the next call. Mm -hmm. The Sarah in this that she mentions is referring to Sarah Byes, who's at the time was engaged to Tom Parker Bowles. So it's like Mm -hmm. someone very rich and aristocratic, whatever. Okay. Anyway, to return to my initial question, Colleen, Chav or Chic? I'm beginning to think that it's a red herring. Not that I know what the right question might be, blonde or non-blonde. No, that's not it either, let alone the answer. But it does occur to me that if Sarah, chic, polished, privileged, is held up for ridicule, though doesn't mockery also mask jealousy, then what hope is there for Colleen? As for the rest of us, well, perhaps dim obscurity is a better option than publicly scrutinized blonde radiance. It certainly looks safer from where I'm sitting. Not that I've ever had a choice in these matters as a lifelong mid-mouse. And it's interesting to see, like, how far Colleen has come since this was written. And that's what I'm saying. And it's like, this is the kind of scandal that, yeah, some people might be like, oh, she's drama. Oh, this is like low class or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then most people are kind of like, she's smart. It makes her yeah. look smart. Oh, she's ch- oh, she's oh. a little oh. genius. Oh. oh, she's fighting back against the threat. Like, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's like we've never seen anything like this before in our social media age. And that's mm-hmm. why I find it so compelling. Yep. Next call. I want to be famous. 
As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster. And then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just I, drag we, and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very Gotta nice. make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now that it's getting all cold, there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your, like, blanket on your comfortable mattress. You really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. Mm, you're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dock in bed. I mean, you're just, like, in bed, all cozy, look like, type typing on the laptop, mm -hmm. doing fake work, reading a little mm -hmm. book. It's the only place to be, especially if you've got a Helix mattress. There's nothing like it. They have... 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Elite Collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers. They have mattresses for kids. And of course, you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you. And then it ships to your door free of charge. And if you don't like it, they have a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty. So you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Lux, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> And Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com slash who and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. How much of this same? Hi, why is everyone leaving Scooter Braun? I don't really care. I just have COVID, and I'm very bored, and I'm trying to be topical. I'm so bored. This is my first time having COVID. And now I understand. I'm so bored. What is going on with this man and everybody dropping him? I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm sorry I have COVID for the first time. I'm sorry. I hope you feel better. I mean, I guess truly the most painful thing about COVID for most people is just the boredom towards the end where you're like, I just can't do anything. I'm stuck here, yeah. What was going to say? It's Thursday, October 24th at 11.07 a.m. It's August I just 24th. I mark the time. What did I say? <laughs> you said October. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday, August 24th at 11.07 a.m. Uh -huh. And I just feel like the reason I'm saying the time correctly this time is that this is kind of a developing story. Like, literally this morning, like, Matt Bellany, who is the one who dropped the original Justin Bieber, is dropping 
uh, Scooter Braun News On released an emergency podcast to go through it. He still claims that's true. A lot of people are claiming that's now not true, that all these other people have dropped him, but not Bieber. The way they explained it in this episode, which he had with um, someone who works at LA Times Magazine. I want to get her name. Who I has profiled Scooter Braun quite a few times. Right. Yeah. Um, her name was... Put it in the is. title, Matthew Baloney, Shirley Halperin. Mm. Lindsay was like, don't let them change your mind. Don't, because I was like, Baloney and Shirley are trying to convince me that this isn't a big deal. And Lindsay was like, don't let them gaslight you. No, it's more just, I don't, them, them arguing, oh, it's not a big deal because her argument is that, oh, he bought this big new co company and now He's is busy. running He's a wholly different thing. Yeah. Why would he be there? Why would he be a music manager for these people? And I'm just like, it kind of looks bad, even though you yeah. have a new job, that all of your clients who are more famous than you drop you at the same time. It gives unstable. Yes. And so even though it makes sense for him to say, you know what, I'm not a I'm not going to be doing a as much music managing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm now running a company. You don't want it to come out like this. You want it to no. come out like a message. I'm moving on. My mm -hmm. clients love me, but I want them to be in a good place and I'm not able to give my attention. Like it's, it looks bad. He's in Saint-Tropez with Usher, like on a boat and like all this is happening, you know? Posting a photo of a sunset being like another great one in the books. Grateful. Like as this is happening. And then he tweeted a joke, breaking news. I'm no longer managing myself. There's a lot of conspiracy theories that are like, oh, it has something to do with the way that he sold his company, it has something to do with like an insider trading investigation with Hybe. Hybe. Yeah, and he's the CEO of the American part. Anyway, they're like, it's white collar crime. It's maybe ac accusations of like sexual misconduct. No one knows. I thought it was sex crime. But the thing is, the reason I don't think it's anything super crazy is everyone's statements about leaving him, if in fact they are giving them, are pretty mild. They're like, oh, we're leaving on good terms. Like, I just need to change. Like, so far, no one who's left him and a lot of people have left him no one has made any weird allegations against him well no one has really said anything they're just it's coming out via tabloids and there's no statements that's what's confusing to me because what my thing would be maybe they're all coming out now but it already happened like yeah. maybe the, we're getting them all as a glut but it's not like oh it's a phone chain where everybody's like learning that he did a sex crime and they're like i don't want a part of this right right, right, right. I, and the longer this goes on the more i think that it has because i do think it would be out already yeah. It's like the only report of anything having to do with him was like, he's an asshole now. And it's like, yeah, but yeah. being an asshole is not illegal. Being an asshole is legal. Trust me. I've met a lot of assholes. They exist. Yeah. So, and they're not in prison. Yeah. <laughs> no. And they're not. In, although sometimes you feel like they should be, but they're not in prison. But like the what what I now think is like maybe this all like has happened recently because like, oh, Demi dropped Scooter a while ago or they or whatever. Ariana's like, dropped him a million times and taken him back. Yeah. Bieber's going through it in a big, all-encompassing, like, existential way. The Bieber stuff is interesting because you're hearing a lot about how, like, and these are just rumors, please. These are just rumors because they're kind of absurd. Haley Bieber has been taking over, taking on a lot of the business uh, oh, yeah, responsibilities and trying to do more. I mean, both of them have been generally unwell. He had an issue with paralyzation in his face. She had a literal stroke. The, mm -hmm. There's no way that he could have been on a world tour at yeah. this point. Maybe something with the earnings of that fell through and it's big and it's very bad for finances for somebody who probably spends a lot of money. Like he just sold his music catalog to yeah. like, there's just like the Bieber stuff. There's a lot of like chaos or whatever yeah. in that yeah. family. So I'm not like, I do feel like this comes off sounding like team scooter who by the way was literally just dragged to hell by the swifties like n not more than five years ago four years ago mm -hmm. is when that happened yeah. so like 
a lot of them are feeling like it's retribution, like Taylor got to them and told them. But it's like, no, I'm sorry. That would have happened years ago if that was the case. They can think what they want. And like, I'm not here to be Team Scooter and I because I'm not. I'm not, but I'm just trying to not be like, that's the answer. Yeah. I, I think it is. It doesn't just seem like he's trying to brush off the haters. His responses don't seem like that is what I mean. He really does seem unbothered in a genuine way, as if he's sort of saying, why does anyone care about this? That's sort of what I think, because I'm kind of like, why do we care about this? Because everyone's sort of freaking out over all of these things happening at once, but no one really has any answers. You know, like, no one's really saying anything definitive, so why would I get bothered until I have any sort of fact that makes me feel bothered? <laughs> why would you know I what I mean? get bothered? Well, there's just a lot of, like, there's a lot of assumptions that we're also making and we're also presenting to you as lots of different things. Like, yes, there are lots of reasons to not want to be associated with Scooter, but I will say Demi like defended him in on Twitter, which by the way, well, of course they shouldn't did. have done that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like when when the Taylor Swift stuff came out, like Demi went to bat for Scooter. Like these are people who really like were willing to get Scooter's into the made them a lot with, of money <laughs> with some of the most with with a very active and loud fandom to kind of like put themselves at risk to defend Scooter Braun. So I'm just saying it, it must have felt like, and also Demi's going through a lot of transition now. They're they're really re-releasing their music with like rock vibes and mm -hmm. all this stuff and recent and are sober and, and Scooter was with them through that. I remember when Scooter picked them up when they were like very much at the lowest. And mm -hmm. didn't you, I heard that like, that was because like Ariana Grande asked or somebody asked for like Scooter to kind of come in and help, help out. or whatever. Yeah. Remember that, those rumors? Yes. Yeah. And the other rumor, speaking of rumors, is that like, oh, we're hearing, I guess all the individual pieces when you kind of see them in a vacuum can kind of seem scandalous. But then you think about it and they seem a little less scandalous, like the fact that Matt Baloney reports on Puck that Justin Bieber left Scooter Braun. Then TMZ, who has this relationship with Scooter Braun, apparently Harvey Levin and Scooter Braun are like old friends or something, reports, no, they're not actually split up and Matt Baloney's newsletter is a lie. But then you hear the nuances of it and the nuances of it that they were talking about on the town were like, yeah, maybe he decided to leave, but he's under these weird contractual obligations that may say that he's technically with them and he has to be for the next one, two years or whatever. But maybe that news wasn't supposed to get out until there was yes. able to be made this yeah. kind of statement because if anyone has to kind of like gracefully leave Scooter Braun it's Justin Bieber because that's who kind of made him like that's the number one relationship aside yes. from kind of Ariana Grande I guess and ultimately I know that these people are consequential and I know that Scooter Braun was talented at what he did and he did I guess air quotes make a lot of these people that's true but I kind of feel like I become a little Carrie O'Donnellish when people start talking about management and agents because I'm sort of like that's not interesting to me. That. I'm just like, that's not interesting to me. Doesn't matter yeah. to me. Like, I understand that they're consequential people in an artist's life, in like a commercial artist's life. Yeah, they're vamps. They're vamps, baby. I get it. But they do absolutely nothing for me. And it's none of my business. Like, I'm not <laughs> here for like management drama. Like, that's like nitty gritty granular contractual stuff that like I will never know all the full details to. So I why agree. would I waste my time caring? You know what I mean? I guess just because... I guess just because Scooter Braun has just been in culture for so long and like we're desperate to make him a villain and he keeps resisting I it. I know. But it's hard because the richer he gets and the more like Saint-Tropez with Usher and Chris Jenner and um Jeff Bezos he gets, the more that he gets, the more the easier it is and the more honestly tempting it is 
to make him a villain. But what I will absolutely not do is make him a villain against Taylor Swift, the hero. They're both equally rich. They're both equally powerful. Mm -hmm. And like it becomes an issue of like you kind of making assumptions based on not the full information, not mm -hmm. the full story or whatever, based yeah. on what Taylor yeah. Swift wants you to kind of uh, take from it. Because guess what? She is crafting a better narrative because she's a better storyteller because she's a better songwriter. Yeah, that's true. But to be fair, she's coming on top. And he doesn't have to do anything because he's not even a public facing person. No. Really. I mean, no. he is, but he is, you know what I mean? Like he did get a divorce recently. I mean, it is, it is giving divorced. Which was part of the the Shirley's argument on the town. Explode she was sort of like, shit. Yeah. she was like, he's not in his 20s and 30s anymore. He wants to be with his family. He can't do all the stuff that a manager has to do, especially if you're a manager for someone as famous as Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande. So it's like, who's surprised that he's stepping back from these duties? And I'm like, you know what? That's a great explanation. I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> Yeah. I just I yeah. kind of don't. No, I know. So you kind of you're coming out of this saying I'm 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 I get why people are interested in it, but I yeah. don't give a shit about this person because honestly, this is business. It's not my business and it's not interesting. I get why it's exciting at first, but it's like a piece of fucking Trident gum. It's like a crazy uh, kooky flavor. Uh, and then you're like, ooh, it's like orange berry blast. And then you like take a bite and you're like, this is crazy. And then in two seconds, it's just like gum. Scooter Bond is just flavorless gum. Why are we still chewing it? It's inconsequential. Like compared to like the Colleen Rooney that we just talked about, like you're right. This is so boring. It's just yeah. like business. And also it's just it's just information we don't know that has no consequence. I guess the question is, does it have a consequence on the music we love? Like, does it have like what matters to me? The music of my favorite pop stars or whatever. Does it have a consequence on that? And you know what? It had an instantly understandable comprehensible it had an instantly comprehensible impact on taylor swift's music because of those taylor's versions i've yet to see a sort of like fair tangible fair. or like audible impact on anyone else's music yet so until that happens like mm. but you could argue that the kanye west stuff which was more interesting also had a tangible effect on taylor swift music so we're just yeah. saying that taylor swift is an artist that needs tangible drama yeah. to impact her music to yeah. make it impactful yeah. so like you're right and then taylor swift also by doing this introduced an entire generation to the idea of what music rights mean and mm -hmm. taught them about publishing and how you yeah. make money and how you don't make money and all this stuff and kind of that I think is impactful because then you have a whole new generation who has learned and even our gener every generation has learned who cares about Taylor Swift about how music rights work. The problem with that is and that's a problem that I succumb to and I'm a victim of mm, what are you frequently of? is that mm -hmm. you think that when you it's the real world. It's like you think you understand how these things work, and I'm and I'm totally guilty right, of this. You and you and you don't, and you don't. Right, and I right, and I think right, I'm right. like, well, she had a fight with her management, and she didn't get a chance to buy the masters, and she wanted the masters, and now she's mad. And it's like I know 10% of what went down with Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun, and I'm a piece of shit for even assuming that I understand it. You know, I like know. so that's that's another factor in how I feel about this because it's like I will mm -hmm. never know all the details until there is some sort of like government investigation where everything is just like made public which there never will be so like who the, who okay. the fuck knows so lots of theories but i feel like maybe sex pest and like money stealing might not be as big of a chance as or yeah. likely as, as as maybe i thought when this first dropped i was like oh yeah because here's the thing if that were a thing mm. matt baloney and shirley halperin they'd be on it 
right? Like they'd tease something, wouldn't they? Like we would hear about it at this point. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. The only people who were whispering about this are like Reddit commenters, which respect to Reddit commenters, you help me out a lot sometimes. But like, I'm not seeing any evidence that this is actually juicy. I just don't think this is juicy. As Fran says, it's juiceless. This is juiceless. I mean, we are talking about it, so it is interesting. But maybe yeah. you're right. It's not juicy, yeah. which is different. Right. It's, it's interesting. Different. It's not juicy. That's great. Perfect. It's interesting. It's not juicy. Yeah. And if you care about music and how it's made and all that, yeah, for sure. It's definitely yeah. interesting. And I do think that because we've gotten more interested in producers, we, we're getting more interested in some, somehow the behind the scenes of stuff. Like we're making producers famous. We're making managers famous. We're making agents sometimes famous. Again, everyone's famous. No one's famous. This all kind of wraps into the vamps theory. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Who is this? Like, why do I give a shit about them? And it's like, well, because everyone's famous and no one's famous. And it's like, yep. okay, fine. Like, fuck, fine. Fuck. Yep. You know? Fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. Can we move on, please? Next move. Let's go. Hey, BLP. Um, medium time, medium time still, I guess. I just saw Bottom um, at, like, a early showing or something. Um, anyways, it was so fucking funny. Everyone should go see it. I adored it. Um, but I specifically wanted to call about uh Havana Rose Lou, who is like I had no I had heard of like Kaya Gerber. Obviously I know who Io is and Rachel I had heard of from like Shiva Baby. But Havana was like had no idea who this person was. Literally was looking at the cast before the movie started. Um I was like interesting. But I loved her. Um, she was so good. And I'm like, who the fuck is this person? I think she's been in like one other like thriller on Hulu question mark. But like other than that, I don't know. So who is Havana? Havana? Havana. Okay. Love you. Crunch, crunch. Showing hole. Bye. Okay, so Bobby, you've seen Bottoms, but I haven't seen Bottoms. Oh my God, speaking of showing hole, Bottoms. Okay, you... I haven't seen Bottoms, but you've seen Bottoms. I've seen Bottoms. And it's funny that you've seen Red, White, and Blue with Nicholas Galatzen. I have seen some Bottoms. I've seen lots of Bottoms. I saw Passages. I saw Red, White, and Royal and Blue. I've seen I've seen Bottoms with Nicholas Galatzen, and he's straight in it. And he's, like, pretty fun. Like, he's really funny. He's, like, a toxic straight guy in it. But, um, sir, I told you he was good. You'll yeah, never watch Red, good. White, and Royal Blue, but I told you he's pretty good. No, I'll watch the finale of And Just Like That eight times before I watch Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> However you feel about Red, White, and Royal Blue, I do think that Nick- Nicholas Galatzen is someone to watch. Like, he's he's good. He's putting, he's putting the work. This movie made me feel a little crazy because, A, I thought I wouldn't like it. Yeah. B, it's chock full of people who are getting the, like, young Hollywood treatment and discourse that we are, full disclosure, fully a part of. And I was sort of like, this is just going to make me, this is just going to be annoying. Like, it's going to be distractingly, Mm. like, look at all the cool people, right? It's neither of those things. It's extremely funny. I don't, I feel really weird. I feel very weird because I'm being earnest right now. I loved this movie. (laughs) I loved this movie. Good. It's the director of Shiva Baby, which I still haven't seen, but I know you really liked it. Maybe I should see it in theaters. Maybe I don't even... I should see it in theater. Like Josh has been dying to see it. I'm seeing it in theaters. I'll let, I'll let you know when I go. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, I obviously could watch it. We have screener access. Sorry. Blessed. But... Uh, you should see it in I, theaters. Maybe if, if, mm-hmm. maybe if we're, we're talking about giggling and laughing, I mean, I want to laugh out loud in the theater. That's my greatest joy. Like, as you know, no hard feelings. I'm just laughing and laughing. Like, I'm always laughing. 
It's so funny. Um, whatever. I don't. Okay. We don't need to get into how funny it is. The point is, we've talked about two of the people, three of the people who are two, three of them leads in this movie, right? <laughs> I know. We have Rachel Sennett, Io, and Io Kaya Debris, Gerber. Rachel Sennett, and Kaya. How's Kaya Gerber and, in this and four, movie? No, wait. Is she acting? Nicholas Galadzin, <laughs> sweetie. Is she giving Kaya, acting? Kaya Gerber's giving. <laughs> what is she giving? What she's giving is, I'm a model. Are they like, you're so beautiful the whole time? Like, is that her whole thing? Is like, she beautiful model? So Rachel Sennett is upset. They're they're the cool girl. They're the tops and the bottoms. The tops as in like the, the coolest people and the bottom of the barrel. I also, right? <laughs> yes, I know what tops and bottoms means outside of the context. Right. Take it out of the context sense. of uh, Anthony and Sex in the City. And, <laughs> no! you have, and you have literally just a Don't hierarchy. Don't you dare say right? ass wall to me. Don't say ass wall to me ever. Ass wall, if I hear ass, ass, wall, ass, wall, ass wall, I'm going to lose it. So Havana Rose Lou and Kaya Gerber are the tops. Rachel Sennett and Iowa Debris are the yeah, bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Iowa Debris talked about her. Rachel Sennett talked about her. Kaya Gerber talked about her. She's the child of Cindy Crawford and Casamigos Tequila. Nicholas Galatzin talked about him. He's fake gay in Red, Right, and Royal Blue. <laughs> Havana <laughs> Rose gay. Lou. So Rachel Sennett is pining for Kaya Gerber. Iowa Debris, who is kind okay. of the lead, who is true, who is the lead of the movie, if there is one, is pining for Havana Rose Lou. I'm only letting us cover the fourth, fifth lead of a movie because you liked it, and that that to me signals that it could be like a big hit. Therefore, oh, the fifth kind of... lead would be a thing. Otherwise, if you were like, "This movie's not good," that's or like, why oh, I wanted to a... watch it last night because I was like, "If I don't like this movie, I don't want to talk right. about it." <laughs> I'm not talking about the fifth lead of a com- of a smallish no. comedy unless it's like. Oh, this could be a big hit, or the, yeah. this could be a thing. So continue. Well, first of all, I like the movie. Great point in its favor. Number two, what's funny about what's funny about Havana Rose Lou is that I'd never heard of her either. But no, um, she's she's okay. Here's the question: Is this a nepo baby? She is the daughter. She is the daughter of Carly Roney and David Lou, who are the founders of the Knot, as in the wedding website. So she's no. a Manhattan fashion adjacent girly because of who her parents are but that's not Mm. nepotism it's just funny (laughs) i'm just saying all rich people like it's giving access it's giving access and but in terms of money like there's a difference between access and money i do think a lot of i think having a lot of money can give you access to anything you want obviously but i do think if if you just staying anyone who is rich is nepotism you kind of lose why the nepot why the, the nepotism the conversation word, yeah. is novelty is novel and fun and interesting and i'm thinking about your presentation and your performance piece at our live show which by the way is fantastic and kind of the the things that you talk about which you'll have to come to the show to see and i just feel like i she don't want to call this buttons. no i don't want to call this nepotism because the fun of being like nepo baby nepo baby maybe we call it nepotism but she's not a nepo baby yeah. in that the word nepotism means certain there things, we go I'm sure but nepo baby which is like culture 2023 what are we going to talk about well this everybody was talking about how all of hollywood is nepo babies that to me is different what, a teaser for the presentation the the calling it a presentation call it a performance the difference because it's like the key to the the performance piece thank you (laughs) is that there is a fine line between nepotism and nepo baby and i call that the je nepo c'est quoi and havana rose lou does not have the je nepo c'est quoi when you when you said that for the first time when i heard that for the first time i i hit it from you because i I wanted your reaction and i was very pleased that you loved it it, which you're revealing is it gonna be maybe you should cut it because i kind of want to define it and then that's okay it. so that's what that's what it is and, and she doesn't have it we're saying it's not cut and dry 
It's yeah. it's not cut and dry. It's subtle. It's not black and white. It is mm-hmm. a it is a feeling. It's a vibe. And I would say that we are qualified to decide who is and who isn't. And you can't just go by these simple rules. No. You have to go by a feel. And so that's why I'm saying the daughter of Carly Roney and David Liu, the co-founders of the popular planning wedding <laughs> plan site, planning the popular wedding planning site, The Knot. I just don't. I think that's a rich girly, but I don't think that's Nepo Baby. Right. I think that's perfect. Okay. She told who was this? L. She told someone. Maybe it was Vogue. God, I hate that I didn't mm-hmm. type that. I didn't write this down. Oh, it's, it's L. gotta be. It's L. Yeah. She told Elle, um, here's the line from the lead of the story, I don't think my parents would classify themselves as being in the fashion industry because she says that's why she's not an Epa baby. And I, that's totally fair. But mm-hmm. she's a model. She's doing a lot of work for Chanel. She's in the <laughs> she's in the Timmy Chalamet, Martin Scorsese, Chanel commercial. She went to Gallatin at NYU, which is the school where the Olsen twins went. So that's all you need to know. Like Gallatin NYU is a very specific category where you can, quote, make your own major. I know lots of very smart and successful Gallatin majors, but I will say it's absurd when you're in NYU for like a normal major and you're looking around and some girly to your left is like, I'm studying like the revolution of C. And you're like, excuse me. And it's like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) like whatever that is, like I'm studying like coral reefs and socialism. And you're like, slay mama. But like, I'm also studying English. Bye. (laughs) Bye. <laughs> and she's like no, in your class. Slay. Yeah, well, no, she... it's a slight. It's a slight. I'm jealous, honestly. It's cool. Maybe she wasn't at NYU at the exact same time, but I think they overlap based on their ages at least a little bit. She was at well, NYU. You can tell by their ages, right? Along with Rachel Sennett and Iowa Debris. But they okay. didn't know each other because there's a question sure. in this L interview where it goes. Did you make friends with any other NYU students during your time there who have since become colleagues? And she goes, not at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was with a lot of people who were studying biomimicry and computer sciences and other amazing things, but I didn't really touch other mediums. I didn't touch fashion until after I graduated. Whatever. Okay, fine. She's saying like I wasn't performing. I wasn't performing. My favorite thing. I, did you put this here or did Timmy? In her Wikipedia, Me. it says Me. personal Duh. life. And there's one sentence. Lou identifies as queer. And then it has the footnote. And when you hover there's over the footnote. two sources. The one source is from a story on Vogue.com with the headline. These five models are revolutionizing the freckle movement across all skin tones. And I was like, wait, she comes out as queer in an article that is focusing on her freckles. And it's like, yes, literally. <laughs> that's uh, what happens. <laughs> that's what happens accepting them by the way them is the freckles <laughs> accepting mm-hmm. them uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. led Lou to <laughs> the freckles led Lou to embrace other blurred lines from a pansexual identity to her self-directed major at the intersection of art activism and wellness practices oh slay what an intersection i love that intersection it has one of those tokyo style crosswalks it's like <laughs> <laughs> not tokyo style crosswalks incredible intersection um she had a line of handmade ceramic pendants called Mm -hmm. tiny breast and she also had an instagram handle called at baby white rice which was a former dj name from a college radio gig which is like the classic nyu like everyone's had a dj past like we've all tried to be a dj you know what i mean which is great and now i was like "Mm, where's that i was like that cannot be her handle anymore guess what it's not it's havana rose lou and the handle still exists but it's privated and it's her name is it's her name backwards (laughs) Like yeah. the, you notice that? Yeah. Anyways. That's very, that's very trendy these days. I've seen a lot of yeah. backwards names. Mm-hmm. Who sure. else is backwards? Rostam is a backwards name on Instagram. I'm just saying like she's, she's a, uh, she's privated. She's, she's moved on to the big leagues because she's privated her DJ from her DJ name from college radio Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's been in two streaming movies that I haven't seen. One A24, one and one horror movie that's on Hulu. Haven't seen it, but gotta say Bottoms is great. And she's in the new Chris White's movie. 
oh, excuse me, and the new Chanel ad directed by Martin Scorsese. That's what I said up top. Timothy Chalamet. It's oh, Timmy Chalamet, Martin Scorsese, and Havana Rose And Lou. Havana Rose Lou. <laughs> It's pretty funny. We haven't seen it know. yet. I think they just filmed it. Is yeah. it out? Uh, no, I've only seen... I've only. Are you kidding? The moment that thing comes out, know, it'll be know, it'll know, be meme to death. You'll know, see it a million times. You'll be sick of it. I what know, are these photos okay, of Timmy fine. Chalamet? What am I missing? The photos of him looking kind of like know. a dirtbag, but he's with Kylie. Know. Is that what it is? It's like they're from the same location. Proof that they're still together. Anytime Popgrave posts photos of Timothy Chalamet, I'm like, what is the context here? Where is he? What is this weird photo? Did he post it himself? Like, where are we getting this? Like, I don't, it feels insane whenever they post something of him. Like, what is his deal recently? The only Timothy Chalamet photo that I've seen recently that I was like gagged is him by and, Luca and actually Guadagnino? enjoyed. Him? Luca Guadagnino. No, no, no. Him? Oh. Greta Gerwig. Noah Baumbach. Oh. Amy, Amy Pascal. Pascal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like. Taking a selfie on the streets of New York City. If you saw that live, you would fall dead to the street. Is that a dream or a nightmare blunt rotation? I'm going to go with all nightmare except Amy. I hate to say it. I don't know what this says. The only person I want to talk to at that table is Amy. Amy Pascal. The only one. Sharing a ciggy. I don't even smoke. Sharing a cigarette with Amy Pascal would be the ultimate fantasy. Again, don't smoke. But I would for her. I would smoke a pack with that woman. This is like, I was talking to somebody and I was like, if I was at an event with Lana Del Rey, I'd leave, buy a pack of cigarettes, like good ones, <laughs> come back, and then like actively linger around towards the, back. the cigarettes so that I could get her to smoke a cigarette with me. And like, oh, you want like you want to bum one? You know, because I know she vapes, but I'm like, you want to bum a really good cigarette. <laughs> like, I know you want to bum a cigarette yeah. with me. A Marlboro Anyways, Red. An American Sorry, Spirit that's Yellow. what I would do. Sorry, that's what I would do. Look, I'm sorry. Smoking cigarettes is bad. I'd smoke a pack of yellow American spirits with with me, Pascal, in two seconds. So would I. And I don't smoke. And then I would like, the next day, I'd be like, (laughs) just dying. I'd be like, I know. Sorry, I'd be, be, sorry, be a pack of cigarettes with Amy Pascal at dinner with Greta Gerwig and Timothy. Meanwhile, she just she just sucks them down like they're candy cigs. I want to be famous. Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No. it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is, but I'm, you're not, I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says, here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for all types of stores. Mm-hmm. Sephora, Macy's, Ulta, Adidas. I just actually got some cash back. I get it sent right to my credit card. It goes on my credit card as points. It's incredible. They partner with over 3,500 stores across every category, beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. You're already shopping online anyway, so why not save some money while you're doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Yeah, sometimes they're higher, sometimes they're lower. They have over 17 million members who are already saving right now. And Rakuten members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Lindsay, was part of that you? Of course. And you can start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for 50 bucks, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. You know what I recommend from Quince? I got a classic organic per sale duvet cover. I got it in, what color did I get it in? Sand? It's a Mm -hmm. nice earthy, it's not white. 
it, but it's it's a nice off-white sand. It's great. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. I love it. It's very comfortable. Quince is very well known for their washable silk. I have a piece. I have a skirt, washable mm-hmm. silk skirt. And there's nothing like, again, I know we keep saying washable silk, but there's really truly nothing like washable silk because silk is really hard to take care of, good silk. And you can wash Quince silk. Mm-hmm. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com who for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. Wow. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash who. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback, and did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I want to be famous. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm just wondering who Crystal Finn is. Uh, She was apparently treated in a hospital after being attacked by otters. (laughs) She was quoted saying, I felt something on my backside and on my leg. I started looking around and yelling out, and the otters popped up right in front of me. Then they dove down and started going at me again. So, so I'm just wondering who is Crystal Finn and what? And crunch, crunch. First the orcas, now the otters. They're angry. They're angry, okay, and I get it. But like, sorry, can we just rewind? I did not watch Succession. Who is this woman? And I, and I watched she, every it, episode of Succession. I've never seen this woman in my life. She's in The Tick with Griffin Newman. Watched every episode of that. She's in Succession. With everyone. Watch every episode of that. I've never seen this woman in my life. The weird thing is, I went to her, like, website because I was like, okay, I obviously don't watch Succession, so I don't know her from that. But then I was looking at her, like, she's an actress. She does a lot of theater. And yeah, I was like, I saw oh, her in I've Roundabout seen theater. her. I've oh. seen her in more in theater stuff. So I ca- vaguely know who she is. But it's just so funny that this actress who is being, like, being called Succession actress is, like, barely in Succession. You know what I mean? Just to talk about the fact that she was attacked by an otter. She's in one episode of the fourth season of Succession as a producer at the Fox News equivalent ATN. You know what she was in, which I did not see, but almost went as a gag. She's in that theater, that Broadway show with Deborah Messing called Birthday Candles, in which Deborah Messing like ages backwards or forwards like fast. She's aging forwards, I think. I almost saw that as a gag too. But I I didn't think it was gonna be that funny of a gag because I have to then sit through and pay for this theater, this show that like kind of sucks. The gag is on you. I think the gag would have been in on, on me. Yeah, But then exactly. I would have known who this woman is. I would have known who Crystal Finn is. This is what happens when you don't do the gag. Here's the thing about this story. Doesn't matter who she is. I'm sorry, Crystal Finn. You seem talented. You seem very talented. And yeah. I'm happy you for do. your success. You do. You do. You do, you do you literally do. seem very talented. You do. You do. Love a, no, love a New York theater girly who dabbles in an episode in TV here and then. Sure. Amazing. Yes, love it. See you on the Gilded Age season two. Three. Um, season two. three. 
That's the career that everyone wants, right? Like, if you can't be Zendaya or Timothy Chalamet, you want to be in theater and an episode Mm -hmm. of TV every once in a while. That's a sleigh, right? Pay actors what they're worth. I've never seen so many different side-by-sides. This is the fo- every single oh. website. There's like four. There's like four photos. That I exist wish you of this had this. For, this is perfect for our live show. Too yeah. bad we're like off this week, but it really is giving visual because we you're right. So it. many people googled otter and were like side by side, side by side, side by side, side by side. You've got there's like four Getty images of this woman that exist. All of them flattering. Looks great and everything. Love her fringe. Mm. There are so love your Many there's. You, there's four photos of this woman that exist. There are four million photos of otters. And maybe one million of those, the otters look evil. I'd never seen evil photos of otters before. And these people found the evil otter photos. And so it's all like this girly, smiling, happy, sweet, next to a villainous otter. In er- Like every website used a different side by side. And every one of them is hilarious. Yeah, why are we villainizing the otter? They because bite- the otter bit her in the butt. Otters are biting actresses from succession once every 50 years. You know, that's so <laughs> rare. This isn't happening often. What was she doing to them? You know what I mean? Like, I just am very much on the side of the otter. Like, I'm glad she's I'm okay, always on the side of the wild animal. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, wh- what... Moments after the attack began, three otters appeared on the surface of the water about six inches from her face. She said, "While the relationship, be- while the relationship between the otters was unclear, she didn't ask how we related." <laughs> Finn Are y'all fucking? Who's the top? Finn theorized <laughs> one otter's like mother. I've never bottomed. <laughs> it was a mother and her two daughters. First of all, yeah, yeah, how do you yeah. know that? She's the actress. She said, "Are you a mother and two daughters or something?" Okay, so she got the bites. I do feel for her. That does suck. I'm it get really a tetanus does shot. Suck. Get a rabies shot. Get everything. She, de- she I mean, she did. She but gave these the quotes. Thing. You definitely got a rabies shot. Let's really strong arm some of our terminology into this conversation. Oh no, I don't. want The to. San Francisco Chronicle broke this story. They have like Nora and Claire, Nora Mishonic and Claire. Yeah, this Fonstein was a big story for them this. to break because it got picked up all over the place. I know it's reported all over the place. They interviewed like emergency room doctors they interviewed vets they interviewed this woman i've already forgotten her name crystal finn and the thing is these doctors have never seen this before and this summer they've seen multiple they're like i've never seen an otter bite a human before and this summer i keep seeing (sighs) they always say that they always say (sighs) okay Fine. Dr. Martin Rosengreen, an emergency room physician at Tahoe Forest Hospital, said he and his colleagues have never seen an otter attack victim until this summer when two patients came into the emergency room in July with other with otter attack wounds within a matter of days. You're assuming, oh, the sea creatures are coming for us right. more. But what what's the other more likely side of that coin is that we are in their spaces more. We are more intrusive. Yeah, that's true. I guess there okay. are more of us. There are more of us. We're more intrusive. We get more intrusive every year. We yeah, ruin their habitats. We ruin their habitats and we get more intrusive every year. And You're that's, I would say, got to see both sides. Wow. This is a really episode about seeing both sides. We're really like interested in like mm-hmm. expanding our mindsets. Finn's otter ordeal was likely a consequence of winter's heavy rains, which elevated the Feather River to its highest level in decades. While her extended family has lived in the area for generations, they have rarely, if ever, seen the waterway so full. The high water level inspired her to take a swim upstream to a pool of water that formed at a cluster of rocks. Diving off a boulder, she felt the first bite. All right. Can we move on? Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. Hi, Who Weekly. I just this is more of a comment, by the way, but I just want to say that I'm cracking up because about nine hours ago, today is 
Tuesday, August 22nd, um, Architectural Digest posted Ashley Benson's home on their YouTube channel, and I feel like this is such a great place for Hulu to be able to show off their house when they're about to sell it. But in a funny twist of events, Ashley Benson has already sold this home, and it's just funny to me that, like, she would film the AD video hoping that it would give a boost to her home being sold, but both because it sold pretty quickly and also because I'm assuming that AD just, like, I don't know, videos a lot of these homes and then just, like, puts them out slowly. It came out after it's already not her home anymore. And that's all I really want to say. Crunch, crunch. Women do belong in balloons. I literally want to, like, sue AD over this. Like, I'm not because whatever. But I I feel like we are being tricked. Like, we're being tricked into saying this is her home. This is where she lives. Meanwhile, I understand that a lot of celebrities use these 80 tours to sell their homes. This is not a house she even lives in anymore. Maybe this was filmed. Obviously, this was filmed like a while ago. Maybe it was and filmed then right she before she house. moved out. There is something kind of flop about being like, oh, Ashley, we know you want to sell your house. We got you the AD tour and it'll help. And then like the AD tour doesn't come out until long after you've already sold the house. Not that she did badly, but like then you're kind of like, well, do I even really want to put this out? What is this? What is this even? It is a really pretty house. It's a very pretty chic house, but it's kind of it's kind of impersonal in a way. So I don't know if that's a factor of it just being her taste, but I was sort of like where's all your stuff that's why it was giving i'm selling well, the house you always to me. I was say like, that with i was these like houses well i just expected to compare it to cara delavine who also got an ad tour i thought that like a younger cool girly uh, would sure. have a more defined youthful fun sense of style but she doesn't sure sure you're looking for the weird shit yeah i'm like, looking for the weird like shit. there's no weird shit in this house i know it just it's just so expensive. funny to me that in the write-up, first of all, you don't get this in the you don't get this in the video. If you just watch the video, like most people do, you're not seeing like, oh, this house was already sold. You're getting right. in the write-up. It says recently Benson sold the labor of love to make way for a new one. Life with it's fiance always Alana Kaplan. Brandon Davis, which by the way is dark in its own yeah. realm. I still I cannot believe these two are getting married. Like, can somebody can somebody come get their best friend, Ashley Benson? Benzo. She only lived in this house for three years. I just, and then you can literally find on like realtor.com, like Ashley Benson's list house for $9.5 million. You know what I mean? She paid 4.5 in 2020, which by the way, she she's making the so much she money flipped, on this thing. She flipped the shit out of the this house. The shit out of it. How so much she did she moved, put she into bought it? it in probably a million. She bought it in 2020, Less, probably put know. in six months, a year of work on this fucking house. Probably half a million dollars, right? Have you seen, More. wait, have you seen Full Circle, the Steven Soderbergh show yet? Not yet, no. I'm not done with that. I have a couple episodes left, but like Carrie Bradshaw, not Carrie Bradshaw, Carrie Matheson's <laughs> Carrie house. Carrie Matheson. Carrie Matheson's house with Timothy Oliphant. Sorry, I'm calling it Claire Danes. No, I literally, Claire Danes. I don't know why I call her by a character. Claire Danes and Timothy Oliphant's house is like a beautiful apartment like on Washington Square Park. It's like many, many bedrooms or whatever, but it's clearly newly renovated. And like, it's not a running joke, but like every new person, because there's like police officers and inspectors and people, everyone who comes into the house is like, oh, wow, how long did the renovation take? <laughs> like, great renovation. Everyone says it when they walk into the house. And so that's what I think when I look at this house. I'm like, this is you're newly seeing, renovated. You're, you're seeing great, great renovation. renovation. It's yes. just... I guess it's very Ashley Benson. I'll say this. It's very Ashley Benson, someone who is always promoting nothing. Like, what is like, what am I supposed to be getting promotion for? What are we promoting? Where, what am I supposed to go to? What is this? You know what I mean? Like, are we just promoting her as a celebrity generally? Or like, what are the projects, et cetera? I, I, I never know. Is, is promoting a house 
that she doesn't live in anymore that she got help with designing from a design like that she's not even saying is like is not even that much of a personal house is not giving is not giving anything about her do you know what i mean that's the whole is it just a personality play like what does she want what's the point of this well the reason the reason we're so gagged by this is because we have been hearing for years now nonstop from hollywood's favorite like white queer girlies there is no one cooler than Ashley Benson. And you go into her house and it looks like a fucking a really fancy Airbnb. Listen, I'm wrong. Ashley Benson is in a new show called Wilderness on Amazon Prime. Yeah, the one that had the Taylor Swift song in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What is it about? She goes to the wilderness. <laughs> I think that's like someone kills their boyfriend or husband or something. I don't care. Who else is in this? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Eric Balfour. Okay. I guess I don't want to do promotion for a random Amazon Prime show, really, because I'm not watching this. And and, and, and Ashley Benson's adorable house that she already sold is not going to get me to watch this. But I'm wrong about what is she doing. I just never know. So clearly that's what it is. And, of course, they cut out the spawn because of the strike. So God bless. What else can we say about this woman, this house? No, no, no. There's nothing else to say. I feel like we're being a little shady to her, but I do feel like she's a very question mark. You don't just you don't just marry Brandon Davis and not have me go question mark, question mark, question mark about you and your just and your entire thing. Yeah, she got she got one of the first 80 tours that I can remember where the house has already been sold before it gone. It went went on the site. If that's happened before, God bless. I don't need to know about it. But I'm saying this is the first time it's been so blatantly obvious because when I watched this video, I said this house is going to be sold in a matter of four minutes. And then I went to the article. (laughs) It's already been sold. And I just I clocked it. I knew I knew I knew. Uh... Okay, fine. We're done. Yeah, we're done. We can actually just stop the episode. Thank you for listening to an episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who Then to leave questions, comments, and concerns. On our weekly call-in show, um, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, the Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio only on the Apple Podcasts app. Just hit subscribe Ooh. right in the app, and it works. Go see Bobby talk about his book with Ruman at Barnes & Noble. Buy some tickets to see us in a month or so on a our little tour. So. Fall's oh. going to be amazing. It's going to be so nice. We're going to have the best time. And I think that is it. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. And Havana Rose Lou does not have the Jeanette Bosse Quoi. Hey, Lindsay. My fiance is bi and he wears fedoras. Me and Greece showing whole that MacBook. Medium time, medium time. Um, I've never heard a person, a queer person say, you know, that made me crack my shit up. You know what? I'm a lesbian. And I say that. Not as often as I used to. However, it's true. Do you want to take my lesbian card away? That's fine, okay? Whatever. You want to make me break up with my beautiful girlfriend and, I don't know, meet a man who's in the army and and live in his government-funded house and be miserable for the rest of my life because sometimes I say crack my shit up? That's fine. Take my card away. You did this. You did this.
Hush, hush, love you, bye. Hi, Bobby, Lindsay, but this is really for Timmy. I was playing the new episode, and at the Addison Ray dance break, my child stopped, looked at me, started bouncing up and down. He's never really danced before. I think he is going to be uh, Addison Ray's second Dan. So we salute you, Timmy. Uh, Timmy at Coachella, uh, Lindsay Podcaster, um, Grunch Grunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I'm catching up on a couple weeks of episodes because I was on my honeymoon. <laughs> um, and you were just talking about Carmen Electra, and this is not, like, interesting, but um, I didn't know she was a real person. I, like, I thought, I don't know why, I just, I, like, always thought that she was, like, like a character, like a persona, like, um, like, uh, prima donna is, like, a generic term for ballerina. I don't know why, but I, like, felt that way about Carmen Electra, um, and I just tried to Google her, like, on my work computer, and it, like, wouldn't go through, like, no results would pop up, it kept giving me an error, so I guess I'm not destined to know anything else about her, and she will remain a mystery to me. Um, sorry, this is boring. Um, crunch, crunch, bye.